This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving on Thursday. It is now Friday afternoon. If just in case you've been sleeping for the last oh, 24 <laughs> hours or so, it is time for Facebook Live. Brian Milam and Lee K. Howard. And man, is this one of those times of the year? We say it every year, but even more so tonight. We've got UK basketball, high school football, UK and U of L football tomorrow. This is that time when things really pick up for the next several weeks with a lot of sports. Yeah, and that tryptophan in the turkey is a real thing, too. Yeah, by the way, no trip on it. It's yeah, you, you eat too much of that, and you're down for at least a couple hours. They ought to call uh, it naptophan. They should. So, so we're, we've feasted. Luckily, we don't have to play. But, yeah, yeah, big games. Of course, the big one everyone's looking forward to is Kentucky and UAB tonight. Um, <laughs> that's not the big one. Uh, the big one tomorrow, Kentucky and Louisville on the football field tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I guess we start there. Uh, this, this is This is a big one for the Wildcats and the and the Cardinals, and it has nothing to do with a bowl game. It's just for those bragging rights. It is, and you know, UK can probably increase a bowl game uh, berth somewhere instead of going here. A win over Louisville, they can put them here and and whatnot. But um, I think about the seniors of both teams, yeah, especially Louisville in this instance, because nobody thought they were going to do anything this year. And Scott Satterfield has done absolute wonders. In my opinion, he might be top three coach of the mm -hmm. year. And that's Ed Orgeron at LSU, you would think would probably get the nod. But I don't see how he's not in the running. And then for the UK seniors, you want to go out a winner on your home turf the last time out. Cash Daniel, uh, you know, we basically watched him grow up right. for the last eight yes. years or so and love to see him go out a winner. Yeah, and, and he's joined by some other guys who have really made their mark on this football team. Certainly. I asked a couple of them, asked Calvin Taylor the other day who was most likely to cry on the field pregame ceremony, <laughs> and he mentioned Cash. He yeah, said Cash I is a pretty so. emotional guy. So, so Cash is probably the most uh, likely, at least in their opinion, to cry in those senior ceremonies. But, yeah, it, it, it's going to be an emotional day for them. Uh, you were talking about Louisville, the way that they were able to bounce back oh from my. a terrible ending to last season just shows you how much disarray that program was in. No doubt. It wasn't necessarily the players because they've got a lot of the same players back, but Scott Satterfield has been able to make them believe. Yeah. And uh, they're a team that's going to come into Kroger Field tomorrow afternoon believing that they can win even after they got absolutely blown off the field last year no, at no home. Question. So uh, this is a big one. And, you know, if you look at it from a Kentucky program perspective, you want to try to get to eight wins. And in order to do that, you've got to win, obviously, on Saturday. And you've also, also got to win your bowl game. So there's still a lot on the line for this Kentucky team. And you even mentioned the bowl projections, which I believe on Sunday we'll find out yeah, what bowl game. It'll be pretty game. quickly after the game. Yeah. And so right now, I mean, there's a lot of SEC teams kind of right there together, you know, similar records mm -hmm. and things like that. And they've got to figure out where to put them. So I think tomorrow's game will have a lot to, lot to say with who goes where. Just to be selfish for for a moment uh, we don't get to really this is one of the few platforms we really get to unload our exact truth what we really <laughs> think is in news you know you can't be sure yes. you can be honest but you can't be brutally honest and I would love and I know the Music City Bowl UK fans are thinking man let's go somewhere else but if Indiana was put in the Music City Bowl oh that would be fun I would love to see UK versus Indiana in Nashville, a, a, a rivalry which was at one time one of UK's biggest. And I won't say the Tennessee rivalry will always be there, but UK wasn't beating them. Right. UK wasn't beating Florida. UK wasn't playing um, Louisville. 
So we go back to the 70s and 80s. That was, in many ways, Kentucky's biggest rival where you could beat that team. Right, not only in football, but in to basketball, yeah, too. Yeah, certainly. Indiana and Kentucky have a lot of, uh, lot of past. And I do think sometimes those bowl committees, whether they – say they do or not, they sometimes try to match up those old rivalries yeah. like a Texas and Texas A&M or they would be good to see a Kentucky-Indiana rivalry uh, on the uh, football field. Um, the other bowl, that I, the Memphis Bowl, that's mm -hmm. the, um, oh, it's not the Belk. It's no, the, Belk's in Charlotte. Belk's in Charlotte, which would be a, go, a cool place to go. There's one and it slips my mind. Someone's probably yelling it right the now. Liberty Bowl? The, it might be the Liberty Bowl. Um, in Anyway, there's a couple, though, that Kentucky's projected to go to, and, and uh, I think any of those could be, could be pretty good. Yeah, I think the last time UK and IU played, I want to say was 2001 when Matt Leo got that interception mm -hmm. off Antoine Randall ran it in. I think it was 41-37, something like that. It was an entertaining game, but it's been a long time since UK has played Indiana yeah. and certainly want to see that. And again. let's talk about Kentucky's Antoine Randall yeah, uh, he's not too bad. Yeah, he's, he's Lynn, not too bad something. at all. Yeah, Lynn Bowden. Lynn got Bowden a, as yeah. the national media calls. We, we talked about <laughs> the seniors being their last game. Now, Lynn has not made a decision, or, and if he has, he's certainly not made anything yeah. public. But there's a pretty good chance that, that tomorrow is the last time that Kentucky fans see Lynn Bowden mm -hmm. on the home field no because, you know, as a junior, he has the option of going to the NFL if he so chooses after the year. And there's a lot of people that believe, as do I, that he will go ahead and make that jump. Uh, so this could be a, a very emotional game for him as certainly, well. Certainly, I, I think if you are him, you got to go. I think so. When Mel Kiper puts you on your big on his big board early in the season and in the middle of the season, like yeah, this guy is a can't miss player. I think you kind of have yeah. you know a sixth sense. You got to you got to do that. So it could be the very very good point. Very good point. Uh, the last time we see Lynn Bowden in a UK uniform at Kroger Field. Um, about the game, Adam Bernison's over there. He's crunching the numbers. Yeah. He's saying it's going to be windy. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be this. How does that affect a Louisville offense that wants to get it and go and put up 50 points while UK's offense has been, we just want to chew up the ground game. We Yeah, we'd love to score 50. Sure. But in this offense against Louisville, may not happen that way. Yeah, I think anytime the weather is poor, or there's rain, it does still benefit Kentucky because no, that's no what question. they're going to do regardless of if it's a sunny, bright day or, or a, like a rain day like we're expecting. Uh, so I think Kentucky's advantage is, is still the weather. Uh, Louisville is certainly more of a balanced team, but I still think they're more of a run-first team than even a pass-first team. But they've created, uh, I think, almost uh, at least in the top five, explosive plays. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they like to you know, bust out the 50-plus yard plays. And they can do that on the ground and in the air. So I think, you know, it may be a quick game and a slugfest out there uh, between the two teams. But I think, I, to answer your question, I think the weather still benefits Kentucky more I than agree. it does Louisville. I agree. It is a noon kickoff at Kroger Field. Uh, let's talk basketball before we come back to football quickly. UK and UAB tonight, final game of the BBN Classic. It's a 7 o'clock tip at Rupp Arena. Uh, Kentucky and Alabama-Birmingham, a UAB team that in the past, distant past, has been a thorn in the side of Kentucky. Everybody remembers the 26-game winning streak in 2003 when the Cats, I don't, still don't know how they lost, but <laughs> they did. Uh, but Kentucky today, no Nate Sestina. This right. is a Wildcats ball club that has been a walking mash unit to a degree already. Yeah, and that's the big storyline tonight. This will be the first game without Nate Sestina who was it a fractured or broken wrist yeah. uh, to his non-shooting hand, his left hand? So that's the good thing, I guess. And, and Cal right. said, in case you missed it the other day, he expects him to be out about four weeks, about a month. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I will say this. If you're looking at it, Brian, from like just an optimist point of view, it's better that these injuries have happened now, right. certainly, right. than even in SEC play, and certainly in March would be would be substantially worse. But I think what it does is it gives these guys, because other guys have to step up, and of course there's always that cliche next man up that everybody uses, but that's the truth. <laughs> so like a Khalil Whitney, uh, Cal's already said that he's been practicing a lot with you know, three guards, Khalil running the four, right. and then one big man, either EJ or Nick. Um, they're going to do a lot of that, and I think Keon Brooks is the other guy who slides into that four position a lot. And so they're going to get to experiment early in the season. In some of these games, you got this one tonight, you've got Fairley Dickinson next week. Now, the Utah game and the Ohio State game certainly tougher, but yeah. you've got you to figure some stuff out. And more so than the games is Camp Cal. So the practices began in Camp Cal fashion right now, and that's really, I think, where they're going to figure out how to play without Nate Sestine, at least for the time being. Here's another asterisk to put into the, the thought bubble here. How vigorous and how rough is Camp Cal? When you've already got a team that's been beat up, you're down another man. You were down with EJ, down with Emmanuel quickly. Thankfully, Nick Richards returned quickly from that <laughs> turned ankle he had yeah. in the Georgetown game. But in the past, Cal has said, hey, we're going to get it. We're going to go and practice in Camp Cal. Maybe you back off a little bit. It's yeah. more of a teaching tool well, you don't even have the physical tool. And you don't even have the numbers to run. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe you have the old school three-on-three -three basketball <laughs> tournament type thing going. Or, Bring back Ty Wingard. You know, His you know, would win. Yeah. You know, how, you know how the women's <laughs> basketball program brings in the, uh, the, uh, the practice yeah. players? Maybe see if some of those guys are available <laughs> to, to come out and just be a scout team, just be some guys in the way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're – they're certainly going to be limited. They're going to have seven scholarship players out there for the next month. Uh, you hope, I think the hope would be uh, that Nate is back by the Louisville game. Mm -hmm. I would think that that would be the hope. Um, but they're going to have to figure some things out. And, you know, this is a team, if you ever were going to have a team that could be very guard-oriented, this is the one because they've got some really talented guards and they've got some really tall guards. So they're – they're not as short as perceived as people would perceive them to be because they don't have two traditional post players. Yeah. So, like, if Tyler Eulis was running this team and they would just be a, a shorter team, these guys are all long and tall. They just don't have two traditional post players. Um, well, I mean, they have two. They don't have another one coming right. off the bench, I guess. You're going to have a quicker team. And, right. and UK seems to, at least for the moment, pull down to that shooting slump that they were in at the start of the season. They've had back-to-back -back good games of shooting the ball a little bit better, a little bit better. And so I think you'll see a quicker team tonight uh, compared to with having Nate inside. But mm -hmm. Nate also gives you some physicality, gives you some rebounding. So the Cats will have to shore up the and, rebounding a little bit. And too. let me say this. Uh, this is certainly not a knock on Nate, but this past game that they played uh, when Kentucky – ran away and, and, uh, and got the win, a pretty good, probably their best win of the year so far. I mean, by margin, obviously, the Michigan State right. game was, the, was their best win, but their biggest win this last week. Mm -hmm. Nate really had a bad game. He's had a couple. And, and he didn't play well, and like I said, not a knock on him, but he spent a lot of time on the bench. So they already played that game and showed that they could beat a team pretty handily without Nate doing much. So it, it's always going to be better to have him than not have him. I'm not trying to make that case. But you can see how they can play without him and still be very successful. Tip-off tonight at 7 o'clock. We will have highlights on game time. Speaking of game time at 11, high school football state semifinals. We've got games all over the state. And obviously the winner tonight goes to Kroger Field. And locally, Tate's Creek. 
they are in the 6A champ, uh, semifinal, and they are going up against yeah. the daddy. They're going up <laughs> against Louisville Mayo at Louisville, in Louisville on Preston Highway. That's going to be a tough chore. Douglas is at home. They welcome Owensboro. Boyle County takes on Louisville Central. And my buddy Charles Edison, he's a Butler guy, but he's the defensive coordinator and deals with the defense for Central's dark side defense. My man, Chuck Smith, may have a little surprise for you. I, I'm just saying, and it could be, there yeah, could that, be some That Boyle team is tough. Man, they're Man, little, they're good. Man, they're tough. We're going to have highlights of that. So Douglas takes on Owensboro, the two top defensive teams in the state. They're both giving up like 5.4 and 5.5 points a game. I mean, yeah. that's, that's nuts. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Tonight. Somerset, don't forget about don't Somerset. Don't forget about Somerset. Yeah. If there is a team in our coverage area, Central, South, and Eastern Kentucky, who deserves a state title, it is the Somerset Briar Jumpers. They are 0-5 all time. Robbie Lucas in his 10th year, he's got him on the doorstep yet again against Breathitt County. And Kyle Moore, great player, great guy. Would love to see him get a chance too. But Somerset, Breathitt's got three titles. Somerset's <laughs> never had one in 100-plus years of football. You're saying that they're it's due? It's time for the jumpers. They're due? It is yeah. time for the jumpers. We're going to have all kinds of highlights tonight at 11 o'clock. And who knows what we'll have tomorrow. Also want to wish happy birthday to Joe B. Hall. He will be celebrating his 91st birthday tonight at Rep Arena and then tomorrow afternoon. We will see you next time on Facebook Live Friday. For Lee K. Howard, I'm Brian Milam. We'll check you out later tonight at 11.